what is going on guys welcome to coexistings <laughs> coexistings <laughs> i was gonna say five over but it's coexisting but here we go it's my first day with rob and maggie how is everyone doing today maggie how are you i'm doing great i would like to apologize for the lack of you know uh reactions for this week because like i i i was feeling a bit under the weather but i do have two stories to share with you rob oh boy i i'm loving stories uh before we get started there um do us a favor hit that like button and also subscribe and leave a comment if you leave a comment one of us will reply to you and uh leave a talk to us in chat today uh leave a super chat we would love it send us money because we're poor <laughs> yeah we're poor but uh all right. Well, uh, let's start. Should we go ahead and start with story one, or should we just go ahead and start? No, no, right? I want to tell the story. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, the first. Uh, okay. The first story is what actually happened to me while I was going home from work today. <laughs> Naturally, I was wearing white shoes to work today. Of course, it rained afterwards. Uh, yes. Hi, Caden. Thank you for the graphic. It's actually decent. So <laughs> she liked it actually. She's I love that. I yeah. love that, Caden. Thank you. It's really, really nice. She's just a, like I wanted it to be. She's she's breaking kayfabe. I just need to let you know that she but yeah, I'm totally breaking kayfabe here for you, Caden. Okay, so back to my story. Before I was rudely interrupted by Karen, I mean Caden. So it's <laughs> Uh, naturally, it started to rain because I was wearing white shoes. I was going home from work and I was, you know, using an umbrella. <laughs> you know, uh, there's a little button on the handle of the umbrella which uh, opens the umbrella, mm -hmm. but it actually also closes the umbrella. So, you know, I'm a regular woman and I, you know, playing with the handle all the time. Well, I was holding it. So, of course, I pressed the button and the umbrella closed to <laughs> my head. I lost my shit from, from the beginning because I had no idea what was happening. And I was sort of panicking. I was running around. <laughs> I was I'm absolutely 100% sure that I kind of looked like a you know, dildo. But it was... <laughs> but it's fine because, like, when I got my shit together and I just, you know, pulled the umbrella <laughs> because Ooh. I'm a freaking cartoon character and uh, everyone around me was laughing. So again, I'm, you know, doing my life's work. I'm making people laugh. It's no biggie. I got no money for that. <laughs> Hopefully I can get some money from the show. <laughs> well, we're starting off with a bang. Our, our guests were fightful over. Yes. Fightful Overbooks coexisting after dark on Fightful Select. Delo Diggs, our guest. I forgot to send a super chat last week, so here you go. LOL. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, we appreciate it so much. Yes, uh, thank you. This this will never stop being so much fun. Yeah. And because this we are actually only four minutes into our show, and this is usually when the intro ends of my stupid reactions. I actually have time for my bar story now. You really want to hear this bar story. <laughs> okay, let's go ahead. So, uh, yeah, we kind of haven't done this in a while. 
So uh, it, this actually happened on Tuesday. You know, Tuesday. Uh, are you listening to me or looking yeah, at your I phone? Am. Nope, I'm, okay. I'm doing both. <laughs> okay, so Tuesday was uh, the day I tweeted that I hated my job, right? Yeah. Okay. So, I almost quit my job on Tuesday. Like, this is how bad this was. Uh, I was, it was just, uh, you know, the normal day when people were obviously under influence of something radioactive okay like this is not how people should be you know reacting to to daily human communications they like you know the the regular dumb stuff like coming to my bar and leaving their phone and i and they say charge my phone and they just leave and i'm like oh jesus wow. <laughs> yeah you know when they do this uh what are these are these people you know when they do this, at all? Oh, like, they... the people I know are like quote unquote uh, forgiven for that because they're like because like when they're friends of the bar, they feel like they own the bar. Okay. Uh, but no, like these are like people I didn't know, and they just leave their phone, charge my phone, and they just walk away. Uh, okay, the first time I did it, I put on the the charger, and then another one comes and leaves their phone and said, could you charge my phone? Thank you. Like, could you charge my phone is an actual question. And before they even got an answer, they leave. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, uh, could you come back? I don't have a charger. <laughs> and they're like, what? And I'm like, I'm charging another phone uh, right now. And they're like, well, don't you have another one? <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh so I was pretty pissed off, like usually, and that was just the beginning of the night. And then at fucking half past midnight, half past midnight, a woman comes into the bar and says, excuse me, I'm with my three-year-old child. Can I come here? Can I enter? Can I stay in the bar? And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> And she and she pointed at a kid who was already glued to the foosball table. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, your three-year-old child is in the bar with the alcohol and the drunk people. And she was like, yeah, can she stay? Uh, can, can he stay? And I'm like, are you his mother? And she was <laughs> like, yeah, of course I'm his mother. And I'm like, I almost wanted to ask why. <laughs> Like, why are you his mother? <laughs> uh, and then I, I realized that a man was coming into the bar and he was, uh, you know, talking with the kid and then talking to the woman. Obviously, they were on a fucking date together. Oh, wow. And she brought her three-year-old kid. So I was like, I was so fucking pissed off at the situation because they're, like a bar is no place for a kid. Like seriously, no place for a kid. But like, because the, the rules are stupid. If you if you're with your parent, it's okay for you to be in the bar. So okay, I was like, okay, if lady, if you're fine keeping your three year old in the bar with drunk people and loud music and people who can you know basically squash your kid because they won't see it. Like I'm okay. I'm fine with it if you're fine and she was like oh yeah you can stay and i'm like oh my god okay so 
they order beers and uh, juice, like orange juice for the kid. And uh. she was, uh, and like the dude comes to the bar and he says, can we get an ashtray? And I was oh, like, no. And, and, he, and he's like, an ashtray for our cig- cigarettes. And I'm like, there's no smoking in the bar. Like, there's no smoking bar since 2012, 2012 in Bulgaria. Like, this, it's 10 years now. This, like, there's no smoking in bars. <laughs> and the lady was like, oh, okay, we're from Burgas. Like, Burgas is another city in, in Bulgaria, which is located on, uh, on the sea. <laughs> it's, it's a city, city. Okay, but... So, uh, I was like, okay, like, apparently this is going to be a problem tonight. And it's already, <laughs> like, I have an hour and a half left of, and I have to push this through, okay? So, uh, I was actually uh, crossing off a, a, a bill. Like, you know, I, I already took, a, like, a, a closing up a tap. And I had, like, with my peripheral vision, I see the people, like, looking on the inside of the bar, like uh, uh, through the glass doors. And they were like, stop talking and just, they were looking at at the front of the bar. And I was like, why is everyone looking at? And, then, and like, when I, when I look at the, the, uh, the door, I can see like uh, half an image of the outdoors of the bar. And I see like this streak. The woman was helping her three-year-old kid pee in front of my bar on the stairs. Uh, I could geez. not believe what was happening. Like, this this is absurd, okay? And yeah. at that moment, I, was started, I started to shake, okay? Because, Rob, I told you this. Like, last Sunday, we had, a, a, you know, a, a group meeting in our bar yeah. uh f- mostly these group meetings are made just so my bosses can scold me in front of everyone because i have an attitude problem <laughs> like i i do yeah like i, I basically what what i what i want to do is uh disassemble people with my eyes okay i do not handle stupidity really well seriously and having in mind i work in a bar 90% and you do a show with my, me, so that's amazing. You're wonderful. 90% of the people who attend my bar are stupid idiots. And that includes my friends. They're stupid. Guys, I hate you. Fuck off. <laughs> so I I but this meeting was different because my bosses actually said that they were proud of me for keeping it together and like being like to, you know, strong enough, and they just said that, and now I had to go and murder these people who are peeing in front of my bar. <laughs> so I like this is so. Uh, so I walk out, and and like the kid is already done. You know, the damage is done, but I can see the pee, and I can also smell it. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, and I was like, excuse me, <laughs> did you just help your child pee in front of my bar? And she was like, yes. And I was like, why? <laughs> nice. <laughs> and she said, well, it's okay. It's just urine. <laughs> mm. And I was like, there's a bathroom <clears throat> in the bar. <laughs> I not use the fucking.
fucking bathroom in the bar. And she's like, I don't understand what the problem is. This is to pee. <laughs> my God. Because I needed to pull my shit together. And I was like, okay, could you just do me a fucking favor right now, please? Could you just drink your beers and get out of my bar, please? If it's convenient. <laughs> <laughs> And then, oh, what, what, what the hell is this bar? And they just drank their beers and left. And I was like, ah! <laughs> okay. That makes sense why you sent that tweet. There we go. Um, we gotta... My job. Why is this <laughs> happening? Guys, I love you so much for listening. Thank you. Right. Well, we gotta... <laughs> Please we gotta... Send, send us a super chat. We got a super chat from Throwback that says, congrats to Drew on getting married. Cheers, bud. Yes, congratulations to Drew. We are so happy for him. Um, we'll be talking about that later for sure. Um, Support Center, nah, 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 says two out of three have had COVID all week, and it appears as I have survived the handicap match unscathed. They're fine and about done with it. Rob and Maggie, uh, stay strong, I think, what that says. Uh, yes, I'm so glad that you skipped COVID. This is uh, this sucks. Uh, I hope that everyone gets better as soon as they can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, did I miss one? I did. I might have missed a. Oh, there it is. Ryan Sullivan. Maggie was peeved. You son of a bitch. Um, all right, let's talk some wrestling. Maggie, we like. It's been weird. We usually start with AEW, but again, we're starting with WWE. Um, this past week, we had Extreme Rules, and we're talking about just we're talking about Raw. We're going to talk about SmackDown. Just in general, the way things are going in the WWE, the direction they're going. Um, just going to give our overall feel. Well, first off, I want to get your thoughts on Extreme Rules. What do you think? Oh, Extreme Rules was such amazingly awesome pay-per-view. Seriously, uh, it was. I kind of thought that it was going to be a bit overshadowed by Bound for Glory, which we will talk about later on, which was another amazing show. Uh, but Extreme Rules, uh, I I wouldn't say that it exceeded my expectations, but. Because I, I really knew that it was going to be an awesome show. Uh, it was the one show I really I was really excited about. Like you can you could have tell uh, you could tell, you know, uh, from the pre-show we did on Select before that, everyone was kind of excited about the show. Yeah, and I loved it. Um, some weird things happened, you know, like. Uh, I didn't expect Bailey to, to lose. I d- Are you okay? Was, yeah, like a <laughs> bird like just flew into the window. <laughs> yeah, so was, was it an owl? <laughs> no, I wish. That would have been something, yeah. though. Yeah. Why are you um, talking shit, Rob? <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, Finn Balor and uh, Edge went on for five and a half hours. So that was something... Um, but it, it was, it was a great show. I loved it. Uh, of course it ended perfectly. 
uh, it just goes to show you, even if you know what's going to happen, you're still going to cry when it happens. Yeah, we both talked Sunday morning, like, well, Sunday morning, my time, Sunday afternoon, I think your time, about yeah. how great that was. You, I think you said you watched it four or five times, and I watched it two or I three did. times. And just that that Bray Wyatt coming out and just that that overall just entrance and seeing them back and how the crowd just loved it and the fact that we get to see them again tonight, I'm just absolutely excited for um it was it was awesome like it was good and it just shows like it, it just shows how <clears throat> and it's not it's a, okay basically i'm gonna rip vince mcmahon here it just shows that he messed up on some things like you look at how bray wyatt would trend even though he wasn't on tv like for a year and a half or yeah a year and a half you had johnny gargano who hasn't Gargano, who hasn't been on TV since January or December or something like that, he was trending all the time on tw Twitter. You know, I, it was, it just shows how popular these people were, and he just, it didn't. I mean, he could have re-signed Gargano, but that or Gargano, but he just that was Gargano's choice and stuff like that. But it just shows like how bad the storytelling was and how people were open with working with Triple H more and how some of these people would have gone to like AEW, et cetera, if Triple H was in charge at that time with booking and stuff like that. So um it was just interesting and it was it was classic. It's a moment um it the way it felt was definitely a moment that I won't forget. Um because it just felt it's it just felt great. It was just it was a, one of those where were you moments. It will be in my opinion. It was just spectacular, and I don't really think you could say much more about it. Um, damn it, Soupy. You see what you're doing, Ryan, to people? This is what you're doing. Everything is peachy now. I would move past the pun and just say, Mark, that I'm just, just so proud of you. This is great. So, uh, the, concerning the Bray Wyatt situation, we still have no idea what will happen, what his role will be. Like, he's supposed to uh, be scheduled uh, for tonight's SmackDown, I, I believe. So, uh, it's going to be... You know that when you when you promote Bray Wyatt for the show, you're just gonna get eyes on your show because it's just um, it's the it's the thing that the whole wrestling world has been talking about. Yeah. And uh, as uh, as soon as you uh, find a way to block that person from the chat, yep. <laughs> are you are you working on it? Yeah, but I'm working on it. Yeah, sure. Because uh, I I have to uh, kind of uh, want to hear your thoughts about something I I have uh, cooking in my in my mind. But yeah, the whole Bray Wyatt situation. Mm, you, like that pop from the crowd oh. was 
just it's taken the, care of. Somebody else got it. Yeah, it's just one of the most beautiful things ever. And for once, I like I want to uh, I want to address like uh, I want to address something uh, that's kind of been the elephant in the room. Please do not uh, like compare different returns for wrestlers in different companies or even if they're in the same company please just don't compare the two returns because it's it's uh, like it's totally different and the situation is different and the circumstances are different and the whole the, like everything is different uh, uh, like uh, especially in this uh in this situation like please uh, don't say, oh, CM Punk's return was better. Guys, just control your emotions and just calm your tits. They have nothing in common. Like, it's, it's they're like two d totally different things. Uh, so, um, hmm. Bear with me on this one because it's going to be a bit of a bumpy ride. Okay, let me read this one real quick. Chris? Okay. You jerk. <laughs> what Maggie should have said is the lady at the bar is you're in trouble. See, Ryan is not the only one who can make bad puns. Free and Frodo. It's okay. Great. It's fine. Okay, I'm sorry, fine. Rob. <laughs> you go ahead. Uh, Chris, you might as well, like, you could have come on the show and just say it. Like, it's. <laughs> You could have just said it with your voice. Okay, so uh, bear with me on this one. Bray Wyatt is David Lynch. Do you kind of want to know why? <laughs> yeah, because of the storytelling. Uh, yeah, he all he ever wanted to do was to tell Vision. a story. Hmm? Yeah, his vision. all yeah. he all he ever wanted was to tell his story, but none of them get got it, and or they didn't care for it, and then when he tried to uh, to paraphrase himself, they didn't got they didn't get it again. So he tried and he tried and he tried to tell his story on different circumstances. And then what he got, like the, the people in charge were pushing him to do something that he didn't want to do, AKA the title. So they pushed him into making something that he didn't do in David Lynch's uh, world that will be like revealing something that he never wanted to reveal and to never have been known. So they pushed him and what that did was it totally ruined the idea which the, uh, that the person was trying to portray. So what it did is took, it took a immediate water skiing vacation and it just went downhill from there. So what Bray Wyatt did was he went away, just like David Lynch did. And then when he went away, and when people were left to wonder about everything, and they were left to, uh, like, they, they could sit and they could think about it, and they could 
like be alone with his vision and uh like had time to grasp his whole his whole like idea of of the story of the world and then automatically they got it and they started to want him back like he was this under like misunderstood soul just like david lynch and he just wanted to perform he just wanted to do the art that he was so good at and when he finally returned aka the return everyone loved it so much and this is this is the explanation that we needed like it's not necessarily closure it's not necessarily an explanation but it's his way because uh after not feeling pressure from uh, from the cable companies or from Vince McMahon and the and Bray Wyatt's uh, uh, situation, he can yeah. finally tell the story himself, just like David Lynch did with season three of Twin Peaks. He could right the wrong and finally tell us what we should have known years before that. I cannot stress this enough. I am so right about this. <laughs> I don't care if you guys get it or not. <laughs> no, I completely, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, and I, I definitely agree with what you're saying because he, he's, a, he's brilliant. Like with what, with what he's come up with, even with the Wyatt family. Like I loved, I loved everything. I, it got kind of weird with the whole Randy thing towards the end of the Wyatt family. I thought like when they had him had they had when they had Randy Orton team up with with him and I liked how they had Luke was not really a fan of it. Luke never trusted Randy, but Bray told him mm-hmm. he needed to. Like that was kind of weird to me, but I love the storytelling that Bray's always done. It's always been very interesting to me. So um I, I absolutely love that. And I'm, I can't wait for tonight. Um because it's going to be good. I stuff. so cannot wait. I'm like this. You know that uh, every Saturday I, I work the day shift. Well, not every, but most of the time I work the day shift. And uh, every time I get hours before my shift, just so I can watch SmackDown and Rampage, mm-hmm. I usually start with Rampage because it's an easy watch. And then I watch SmackDown on two times speed because I don't have time for shit. <laughs> Yeah. And but it's not that way anymore, and it's it hasn't been that way in a while because uh, I actually told you this on uh, in our chat that I'm so excited for Raw and SmackDown and WWE as a whole. Like the last two weeks, I want to say, and uh, it's not only because of the fact that uh, WWE has been. So uh, decent and uh, and storytelling, or it may not have followed story storylines as better, uh, as good as I would want it to. But like it's it's at least interesting. While I've kind of fallen out of AEW because I'm just so uh, like the whole backstage situation is has really like put me off of the of the show and i kind of feel like they they haven't given us what what we want for quite some time now like do you feel that i i i see where you're coming from um and i think the biggest thing that a lot of people um 
a lot of people are upset about is you the way I look at it and the way I've seen it is people complain. I don't, I don't think complain's the right word. I think it's more, I think it's frustration is that we as fans missed out on Kenny Omega for nearly a year and we get him back for what, three weeks. And then he's taken away from us. And it sounds like he didn't really do anything wrong from what we know and what's been reported. Um, he rescued and, a dog. <laughs> From what we understand, yeah, and it's just, and it, the thing is, too, it's one of those things where it's definitely hurting. Like, if you look at the ticket sales, because they don't have the Young Bucks, they don't have Kenny, they don't have CM Punk. Um, that, well, that they, don't have, they, they wouldn't have had CM Punk either way because he's hurt. Well, tr that is true, but, I mean, that's still, you look at it from a, I mean, that is absolutely true. I shouldn't have said CM Punk, but, I mean, that's three guys that, Sell tickets, and they're the young books have a lot of fans, and I mean they're not. Gonna I know, sell, I know. Sell them any the tickets. Thing that, the thing that hurts me the most, and like I suppose it hurts a lot of people. Like they they were absent in the anniversary show of the company, yeah. like they were the ones to make that company a thing. Yeah, like it's it's totally different that Cody wasn't there because he's not there anymore either way. Like he doesn't work there anymore. Yeah, but like it hurts because like they're not, and we haven't heard from them. And one day we're gonna have BTE again on Monday, and that's gonna be a weird ass day because I've like I have gotten so used to not expecting BTE every Monday that it's it's like I'm not the biggest BTE fan like for a long time because I I feel like it's it's gotten a bit downhill for a while, but. Like you can miss it because a lot of a lot of storylines were furthered and or teased on BTE, and you could have seen the breadcrumbs if you're a BTE fan. Yeah. Uh, and also, yes, Jen is uh, absolutely correct. Like, not in all my dreams ever would I've thought that AEW was going to be in Canada and Kenny wasn't there. Like, who did they have? Like, I'm so happy that Renee Paquette was there because, like, I'm I'm not saying anything bad about Christian Cage, okay? Nothing bad about Christian Cage. But I I think of Renee Paquette more when I hear about Canada than... <laughs> well, that's kind of a lie. I know, like, uh, Christian's been uh, a great Canadian. All Canadians are hot, by the way. So we can continue talking about uh, WWE because, yeah. like, we're gonna talk about AEW, and, and yeah. uh, after that, so yeah, Bray Wyatt. I'm so I'm just so like it's yeah. it's as if, like I said, wrestling saved my life. Just I like that return was just absolutely flawless. I I lost my shit when I when I saw the the you know the puppets. Yeah. <laughs> they and were so and creepy and they were exactly what they were supposed to be exactly yeah, yeah absolutely uh, it was absolutely perfectly amazingly done and i am so i am so glad that vince mcmahon is not there anymore i'm not even sorry about saying that well, i mean i'm, I'm not just, I mean... i'm just so happy because brig gets to do the thing he does like, I know that he, like, no wrestlers have 
creative freedom, okay? But like Triple H has the decency to hear the story and has the ability to say, okay, let, let's see how it unfolds. Let's give it time. Like, I have faith so much about this. So I'm just hoping, like, I'm hoping really, really bad that this doesn't turn around and bite me in the ass. Molly's yeah. in the <laughs> um, So, well, we got another super chat here. Chris, and speaking of Canadians, everybody keep an eye out for our friend Mel Coleman in the crowd during Rampage tonight. Yeah. Definitely. We I love, love seeing, so much. We, I love the pictures that she had on her Twitter. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, going on next, Brawling Brutes. Um, absolutely just popular. They are just huge right now. I love it. I like seeing guys that are normally heels just like being faces for a little bit. Just give them something new. They needed a refresh. Seamus needs a refresh. I like seeing him as a face. I know it won't be forever because um, Seamus has been a heel 90% of his career, if not more, probably 95%. Um, yeah, but you know why? Because, like, he, he was, uh, you know. He had his job. <laughs> uh, he, was, he was a baby face during the era of Vince McMahon, and Vince McMahon couldn't help it but to make him the, the goofy Irishman. With uh, with with the puppets, actually, I love I love the the backstage bit with the puppet, like like fixing the puppet's hair, because he had the same uh, like from the Muppets, he had the same hair that Seamus had. Like this yeah. was years ago. Yeah, uh, Vince McMahon wanted to make him the goofy guy from like who who had like uh, good luck charms and uh, here is my look, he's my Irish curse, lad, and like. Uh, Oh no, was that Scottish? I think that was Scottish. I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not good with British accents. Like give me everything else, but like I'm I'm not good at that. You're talking Beaker. Uh, what? Beaker is who you're thinking of from Muppets. Yeah, okay. Like I I I've never I've never watched the Muppets. All right, I was just telling yeah. you. John yeah, Barker. John Barker sends us a super chat that says Canada really was underrepresented uh, on the main roster. Yes, it really has. Uh, yeah, so th this is why Seamus was was an awkward uh, babyface. Was he a babyface in his feud against Big Show? Like, they did the whole thing. Which was harder, the knockout punch or... Or the bro kick, and they had a whole like this. Uh, what do you call it? Like the the thing you punch in it shows you uh, how hard it was, or whatever. Or the, yeah, yeah, the arcade thingy. Like in doing the, this whole feud, was Seamus yeah. the babyface? I okay. I honestly don't remember. But the only other time, like I really remember him like getting cheered was when the bar, you know, like. Yeah, but because like the bar was such an amazing tag team with yeah. like the the two. Like so underappreciated, uh, pound for pound best wrestlers out there, like Cesaro and Sheamus. That's what, like, my favorite team ever on on WWE, which was randomly put together. Okay, they had uh, the the big. Was it five hours uh, out of best out of five? Was it best out of five, or was it best out of seven matches? I really don't remember. 
But like those matches were just so incredible. And like the the fact that they actually made the team work after that ridiculous storyline was not a way to do it. Like they were the happy, uh, like the, the old ones out, okay? This yeah. shouldn't have worked, but it worked really well, not because of the storyline, but because of the the fact that the two wrestlers are ridiculously charismatic together and they can go in the ring and they know what they're doing. Yeah. Ryan, this is a super chat. Maggie, what the hell? You've never seen the Muppets. How could you? Like, out of all the things I've never seen, I don't think that's... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, they're they're completely over, and I absolutely love it. Um, we'll move a little bit quicker. Uh, Bailey losing all the time—that is kind of weird. I don't understand that. I hate it. That hate seems it. that does seem like it has some Vince booking right there behind it. Um, I'm kind of wondering what what is behind this. I I really hope there's more behind this. I and I'm starting to think there might be, um, because it doesn't. It make sense. must be right because like you cannot like they debuted it. Uh, uh, damage control as this big thing and like exciting new stuff will happen on the women's side of the roster at SummerSlam and we were all excited and like for what yeah yeah it's just weird I don't get it um like I get that uh EO and Dakota have the tag titles I get that but like having mind that those tag titles haven't meant anything for more than a year, I would say. Like yeah. the last time they well, ever meant Sasha something. And, Sasha and Naomi. Yeah. And yes, made, the, so. like they made those titles, but before that they were nothing, and after that they were nothing. Like they haven't been anything like since ever. Yeah, and, I mean the last time uh, they meant anything to anybody was when Naomi and Sasha held them in May, and I mean I don't think really people really deep down cared about that. It's just because they lost Sasha and Naomi is what really did it. Yeah. Um, uh, Zelina Vega and uh, Legado del Fantasma. Uh, Fantasma. Um, I'm excited was, to, see, to see that. Yeah, I'm. That I'm interesting. Yeah, that was interesting. I'm. I'm very. Um, I like to see where they head with this. Um, I mean, they obviously they started their feud with. Um, uh, I was going to say just top dollar, but it's. Um, Hero, thank you. I was like, I've lost the name, but Hero, Hero. <laughs> but uh, I mean, that's a good good group to start them off with, I think. And um, I absolutely love just watching that whole group. They're all they're all so damn good in the ring, so that's going to be good. Um, Legado de, de, de Fantasma will certainly be missed on NXT. Uh, yeah. They were kind of the thing that held NXT together as a as a good show, <laughs> I want to say. And I'm so happy to see Zelina back. Um, yeah. I'm like I I don't think I've ever said this before, but Zelina Vega doesn't get enough credit for what she does in the ring. Absolutely. Uh, like she like I I get it. Not everyone will be Charlotte. Not everyone will be Sasha. Not everyone would be Becky on the mic, you know, that like you, none of them would be as creative and as like emotionally uh, exciting as Bailey. Not everyone, 
But yeah. like Zelina, Zelina can hang in there. Like, you know, the Zelinas and the Carmelas and like the, they don't get enough credit for what they can do. Like they could be given crappy stuff to work with and they will still make it happen. Like Zelina has gotten so good in the ring. She was, I don't think she was ever bad in the ring, but like the thing that she can do best is to be a manager and to make things happen. And just, you know, be sneaky and get in the way, like, during matches. Like, yeah. the thing she did with Andrade. Andrade. Uh, yeah. So, I'm excited to see how it goes, because uh, I've I've missed Zelina. Do you remember that Zelina and... Uh, Zelina was the one who made Raw really good during the pandemic. You remember that? Like, oh, yeah. I, I think she was featured in almost every segment of Raw. <laughs> yeah. Paul, she was Paul on commentary. Yeah, she was on commentary all the time. And she she, she did good. Like, I miss her. And I'm I'm excited to see how it goes. Like, as I said, like, WWE is exciting right now because I, I can't wait. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, moving on from that, Beth Phoenix getting attacked Beth Phoenix and Edge, Judgment Day, um, that whole thing on at Extreme Rules. It makes a little bit of sense, more sense now with how um, that was written off uh, because Edge is going to be in the new Percy Jackson TV series on uh, Disney Plus. So the they, audacity. His wife gets attacked. Yeah. And he's going to be a concerto and he goes away to, to goes Hollywood. To, hey, Disney, man. They pay a lot of money. So I know. Yeah. Uh, there's one thing. There's one thing uh, I just want to mention for that uh, for that bit on extreme rules. The way like Rhea Ripley was amazing because do do you hear? Did you hear what she said before she gave the concerto to Beth? She yeah. turned to Edge and said, "You you uh, you taught us so well." Yeah. And then she smashed her head with a chair. I. Fucking love that. Like yeah, if it if it wasn't for that line, that little tiny line that made all the sense, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have loved it. But I really do. Like it was such a uh such a logical thing to do. Like we all knew it was gonna happen, like because eventually it's gonna it's gonna be uh, Rhea and someone from from the Judgment Day against Beth and Edge. For some reason, they love Badge and uh, Badge. Badge. Yeah, that's pretty good. Badge. <laughs> that, that's her tag team name, Badge. It's Badge. That's so dumb. I'm sorry, yeah. Beth no, and Edge. I like I like Badge. I do like that though. <laughs> so silly. I'm yeah. sorry. On this day, badge. <laughs> I see badge. <laughs> um, Badgley. <laughs> you know the the one thing I do want to add, like to this, because he's he's part of this storyline is Rey Mysterio. Um, is when he does, we know he's eventually just going to lose shit on Dom. We know that's going to happen, and the crowd's going to lose. Like fucking fight your kid already. What, what Why? I cannot... like every every parent, especially a Latino parent, would <laughs> slap the crap out of that guy. Like, why? <laughs> this makes no sense. What I, Am what I, I wrong? Want to see. Huh? Am I wrong? Like well, I that kid I, I, totally I... deserves a beating. <laughs> I know my dad would slap the hell out of me if I ever did that. I know. Well, not slap. I think I, something else would happen. But um, but what I want to have, I don't know if you've seen the tweet, 
uh, back in the day. But when Rey Mysterio, he did that tweet, um, I can't wait to get home and beat my kids. Like when he's talking about playing the video game. Like, I, that's what I want. I want him to just pull out a copy of the game and just start beating the hell out of, out of Dominic. Just, just start, that's a good one, yeah. yeah. That's what I want. Um, but, yeah. Uh, moving on from that, the Good Brothers return to WWE. This is what I want to talk about real quick. I've seen a lot of people this week on Twitter talk about, oh, well, I, he said he would never come back. He would never come back. They would never go back to Saudi Arabia. Say, like, take this, never. Let me say something about that. If I have a family, I will, I would swallow my pride in a second if it meant like I could help provide more for my family. So the people that are just complaining about him, like taking shots at 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 um, at, I was going to call him Chad because that's his real name, but Gallows and Anderson, Carl Anderson rather. For your family, I would like I don't. If they get if they're giving him the money, absolutely, which they must have because he wouldn't be there if they weren't. So, um, absolutely, I would swallow my pride for my family, and that's exactly what he's doing. It doesn't matter. Like if if they're offering him the money, he's doing it. And I think anybody, if anybody says differently, and they have family, and they're saying nope, wouldn't do it. I think they're wrong. I mean, I, and maybe maybe some people are different. Maybe some of them would if they had the money and they can do it. Some of them get it. But I would still be like, I would still think, um, I would think that if you can provide more for your family, I think I, I would do it. Like even in my like situation, if I knew there was something more I could do, wait, just to even help like my nephews and my nieces, like, and it was something that that I loved what I was doing anyways. And they, why not? You know, like I, I get it. I know why people do that, but I don't think they're thinking of the bigger picture there. And that's what annoys me about it. And the other thing too, that people don't need to, that people are not realizing. And this goes for every wrestler out there. These wrestlers don't owe us anything. They don't, nothing. they don't owe us anything. Like if they want to stay in WWE, they can do that. If, like John Moxley, some people were saying, "Oh, he should have come back." No, that's up to him, and that's up to like what what he's what's best for him. You know that that's a, whatever makes him happy. That's what I want. Whatever makes whatever's best for him, what he thinks best for him. That's what I want. That's what I want for every wrestler. If Jordan Grace wants to stay in Impact forever, cool. Whatever is best for her is what I want. That goes for every professional wrestler. That like whatever's best for them, like. As far as like if they're professional, you know what I'm like. What I'm saying for as far as like good people go, I mean sometimes I, I'm like, don't let the door hit you on the way out. But you know, but it's just yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Molly said something in the chat that everyone has their own motivation, and I couldn't have said this uh, more uh, more clear. Uh, again, Molly being amazing with her words, like this is yeah. like nothing out of the ordinary. <laughs> Thank you for Molly. We love you so much. Uh, so, uh, Ander Carl Anderson said it himself that if he ever wanted to put in a second pool in his backyard, then he would have come back and go to Saudi Arabia. You know, I don't give a, a like, I don't care. Like, I want to, I want to see, uh, you know, AJ Styles and the Good Brothers because. Uh, actually, 
this may sound a bit harsh, but uh, like the Good Brothers were never my cup of tea. I love the Good Brothers every time when uh, they're with AJ Styles because it, I think it kind of makes sense. Uh, like they, most of the time they they have really good matches. Like the matches they had in Impact against Violent by Design and against Motor City Machine Guns. It was uh, those matches were the absolute bangers. But like I was never big on the Good Brothers because like they have this certain sense of humor, which is <laughs> not my sense of humor. Like I, I I'm not a I'm not a fan of that. But uh, I like the fact that they're with AJ back again. Like, I will never forget, like, those, the goofy shit that they did on WrestleMania during the pandemic with AJ and The Undertaker. <laughs> I love that match so much. Uh, I love that. Do you remember that match? And then, oh, yeah. like, uh, the, the, the weird, like, men in the match and then... <laughs> Evil Uno tweeted out, the, this is not Evil Uno. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, that. I love that. <laughs> that was, yeah. was so good. That was so, uh, so that was... I'm excited to see them back. Uh, I, I want to see what happens. And, uh, you know, like there's, uh, I lost my shit for a while because uh, New Japan retweeted WWE's yeah. tweet that they were back. And, yeah. uh, like, I think I kind of clenched. And uh, I wonder if Tony Khan clenched as much as I did. And would his... Yeah, I'm not going to say it like that. But, like, yeah. <laughs> 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 what, what, what do you think? Like, what's what's going on here? Because... You know, I I think that uh, if there was any possible time, any possible time for WWE to work with New Japan, this is the time when Vince is not there. There is no ego and pride involved. Hunter has always said that they're open for business if the business is good. And uh, this is what's best for business. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, I, I mentioned this to Chris the other day when I was talking to him about that, when I showed him that retweet, I go, it's kind of weird. But then I, I talked to him about the booking of Forbidden Door and I go, if you look at it, and, and this is just my opinion, this is just my opinion. I didn't think the booking really did New Japan any favors for, for that card. Um, it did nothing for them just uh, like they lost just, their titles they lost their tag team championships yeah and that i mean that's just my opinion um and maybe maybe there's something to this maybe maybe and this this is just hypotheticals maybe part of the thing with carl anderson having this like with carl anderson they're promoting carl anderson like they're doing retweets jay white mentioned it um like all kinds of stuff like that. Jay White mentioned it. I think some other people mentioned it. Um, a lot of people mentioned it. Yeah. Th that's not usually a, a so a so weird thing because uh, you know such a weird thing because Carl Anderson is uh, is gonna honor his deal. Like he's gonna yeah. wrestle until he wrestles. That's fine. Yeah. And uh, the fact that 
did Hunter tell did he did he tell Drew that he can work New Japan? Or did he tell someone else and I'm just completely blocking well, it out? No, so what so with Luke there is um uh, oh no, it was Luke Harper. Yeah, that he was. He yeah, he okay. Said Thank that you. He was going to look into Luke Harper, like getting him into New Japan, like just like let me. Okay. He said something about let me see what I can do, and it never worked out. And I mean, nobody really knows like what happened there. If I and this, I've said this too before. If if I'm willing to bet, if something happened like there, it was probably Vince putting his foot down or somebody like saying, "Nope, not letting him do that," you know. Um, because that just seems like a Vince thing. Um, it, it just yeah. like they don't like mentioning other things. Um, I like in that people are like, well, what about the impact thing? Like with Mickey James this year, I think that was Vince feeling bad about what happened and he actually had no clue. I, I honestly think that was what happened yeah. there. I'm sure that Vince had no clue because like, uh, Vince isn't extremely busy man like he's not gonna be in charge of people getting back their baggage like yeah. i know uh yeah it was handled extremely poorly and he just wanted to make amends because like the situation was extremely ugly and i, I like i would have been fuming if i ever got my bag uh like my stuff uh cool. i yeah she she wasn't but she held it Impact the knockout they mentioned, and they mentioned the title. I'm just saying it they was just mentioned they said impact knockouts wrestling champion. Yeah. They they said those words. Yeah. They said wrestling on their television. Impact wrestling knockouts champion. Like that's so much for, for that time when uh Vince was, was in charge. I also thought that this was the way to make amends with Mickey and actually uh, induct her into the Hall of Fame, but like that's not gonna happen. Uh, I I suppose that they're gonna let's fix this. <laughs> they're gonna what, Maggie? They're gonna what? Gonna I don't know. This. Maybe if I can just you know not be in the center. I'm trying of to fix my it. own show. <laughs> God. Thank Look you. That. Yeah, that's better. That's so much better. I'm just messing <laughs> with it. So I for sure didn't think that I was going to be here by three because I thought I'd be asleep. But as it turns out, that doesn't happen for me. That's not that's not going to go on. Uh, you know, uh, wh why would it, right? Like, why why would I be able to sleep? Your hair looks great, because Maggie, need, by the way. I just want to say. Thank, no one mentioned the hair. Thank you, Sean. They did, they did the in chat. They didn't chat. Oh, really? A lot of people oh, did. Okay, you didn't your mention it looks, hard enough, people. <laughs> your hair looks amazing. I just wanted to say. Okay, so you you need to go to sleep so you can thought uh, think of like better ideas for. Your no, <laughs> I I need to come on here and show off my Wiley Coyote surfing T shirt. But uh, is, yeah, is, is this is this Shinsuke Nakamura? Wiley Coyote, everybody wants him to go back to Disney, but you guys just need to let him surf. He's yeah. happy. He's happy where he is. He can surf and he can be happy. That's it. Sure. But but uh, Rob asked me to, to come by earlier, obviously a little bit earlier than what I'm here, but to talk a little bit about Toronto. But yeah. Say it like here, a here. normal person. Say Toronto. Toronto? Yeah, Toronto. I practically like, live there now. Yeah, that's why you should say it like that. 
Nah. The, the fightful offices. The fightful office. We don't. Uh, so we don't technically have the fightful office anymore because oh, yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy left that. We did it from a studio, uh, 1990 Studios, in Toronto. Uh, this past week, it was really great. I loved it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, now I gotta, I gotta go back there all the time. But I, I don't want to fly out of that airport. That airport was miserable. Yeah, it was Why? miserable. Hold on, I'm gonna put Caden in timeout because oh. he's a menace. So. There you go. But yeah, I went to Toronto this week. Why, uh, why was the airport such a drag? Oh my God, it was just a nightmare. It was a nightmare. It was, I have no idea what that means. I've never been on an airplane in my life. That's fair. Uh, the lines were super long, unorganized. You had to show your boarding pass and passports probably like five times each. Like at some point, once you've gotten past a certain point and you've shown your passport and your boarding pass, you really shouldn't need to anymore. Nobody's sneaking in <laughs> at that point. Nobody is sneaking in. But uh, yeah, this was, it was just horrible. It was so bad. Hours and hours. The, the line itself was 90 minutes. I barely made my flight. All the flights there are a little bit late, just like a little bit late, and that pushes everything else back. It's a pain in the ass, a giant pain in the ass. Wow. But your visit was great, right? Because I like, love the visit. I love the city. <laughs> the city's wonderful. I just this time I was like, okay, I'm gonna fly out of Lexington instead of flying Cincinnati straight to Toronto and then driving an hour and a half back when I get home. I was like, oh, I'll take a connecting flight. Eh, whatever. It wasn't that much of a difference. But uh, my cat wants up here. Oh. <gasps> That's Melvin. Oh, I think he just wanted to eat my earbuds. Damn it. Melvin, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> nice. Oh, my God. Oh, look at that big butt. Yeah, he's just trying. Ow! Ow! I'm going to have to clip this. <laughs> no. No. Oh, he's... Oh, that was a heel turn. <laughs> He just wanted to eat my earbuds. That's it. But yeah, um, my God. Caden uh, says, I'm happy you had to deal with Pierce. Is this the Caden? Yeah. If that uh, is. I have no idea. He says, You can't get rid of me. Yep. Time out. There we go. Yeah, great. So you were live in the audience of Dynamite? Well, I was. What was that like? For Dynamite and Rampage, it was really fun. Um, there's a lot of stuff. Please don't like, talk about Rampage. Okay, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna post. I'm not gonna do any spoilers or anything like that. But Dynamite was a lot of fun. Um, I will say this about the dark tapings: QT Marshall is over everywhere. They rely on him so much to get everything over. Like it, you, you have to watch a dark taping just to see how much they lean on him. Uh, because he is, man, he's just a good pro wrestler. As far as Dynamite goes, um, I I feel like they they it was a it was a very good show. I enjoyed myself. Man, I wish Kenny Omega was there. That would have just blown the roof off that place. I understand why he can't be, but it does really suck that they finally come to Canada 
and he can't be there. It, it really sucks for a lot of the fans that were very excited. And there were some people that were hoping and thinking, and I even, I even told a couple of the people that I met, I don't even think that they know when their suspension is up. Um, but which, which kind of came out in the observer today, but I thought the show itself was really good. Orange Cassidy finally winning the title to me, that made an awful lot of sense because you, you got Ethan page kind of declaring that he wants to be the champion. So it's not, he's not going to win that from pack. He's going to win that from maybe orange Cassidy if he does. So did Ethan page receive a, receive a pop when he, when he was on Trump? Okay. Well, okay. I don't, Okay, I don't know about that. He was on Rampage and he got a great ovation. Okay, because I, I, I didn't even see his his video uh, in the arena, but that doesn't, you know, I could have been getting chicken tenders or something. You never know. Because <laughs> <laughs> as you guys know, I don't truly care about Canadian wrestling. Yeah, sure. I just oh. go get chicken tenders. Hell, run! I was Eric. Uh, Eric sent in a super chat. Rob and Maggie, great show as always. Sean, I'm also a Bengals fan. Will they get back to the Super Bowl chat? Oh, great. Fake football talk. Great. (laughs) Yeah, I think they will. Maybe even this year. How about that one? I think they stand a chance to get back there this year if they can put things together. And I think they can. I think they can. Your hair looks so good, Maggie. (laughs) It really does. It does. I'm just sitting here in awe of how good your hair looks. It looks incredible. So how about it that? looked better this morning when I made it, but it's but it's fine. It, it's 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 because of the whole uh, three year old peeing on the stairs of my bar situation. Like that's wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I love my job so much. This is yeah. three year old at a bar. Three year old at a bar at one a.m. One a.m. <laughs> That sounds like it's. That sounds like bad parenting. Uh, that sounds so Bulgarian, Sean. Thank you. Okay, fair, fair. fair. <laughs> all right, all right, fair. Okay. I have no idea what we were talking about, Rob. Do you remember talking about yeah. Toronto? Yeah. But um, and now you're going to Cincinnati for the yeah. on Tuesday. So I ha- okay. So I didn't. Plan I hate you on so that. much, Sean. I didn't like plan on that. Um. I use any excuse to go to Toronto that I can find. And I was like, all right, I'm going to these shows. And then they are like, okay, we're doing Wednesday and Thursday. And I'm like, hell, I'm going to two shows. Then they say, well, we're going to do Cincinnati the next week. And by the way, it's going to be on a Tuesday. I'm like, well, I can't not go to Cincinnati. Like I'm not from Cincinnati, but I grew up around Cincinnati an awful lot like that. And Lexington are my cities. And, um, Damn, I was like, okay, so Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday. I'm going to go to three of these shows in like six days. Yeah. But I'm, I'm looking forward to it because Hangman and Moxley, that's that's huge. I mean, Moxley is the reason why Cincinnati gets shows. That's it. If Moxley wasn't there, there would not be Cincinnati shows. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see it. Very glad to see it. That's awesome. Are you gonna go to a bunch of impact shows because they're in Lexington, I suppose. They're in Louisville. They're in Louisville yeah, uh, next okay. month. I don't know if I'll go to the shows. We'll see. Uh, because there's not as much like like I like to go to live shows. Like if it was a live pay per view, I might do that. So they're I think they're doing a live event, like a live Friday night thing. I might go to that. But what they do is 
the week before they will bring in, usually fly in a couple of talent. Uh, for example, Jordan, Jordan Grace and Josh Alexander came into Cincinnati last time. I did that scooter race with Josh and uh, earned my title shot against Joel Pearl. But uh, they usually do that. So I'd say probably the week before I'll drive out to Louisville and do a couple interviews. I hope. I hope. And Jennifer asked if I found my nest tea. Jennifer, no, I can't find it anywhere out here. And I used to drink it all the time. Why but, would you want a nest tea? Like there are okay. better types of iced tea. So I got, I've put it out of there a little bit, but I got a really bad kidney infection recently. And um, the stuff I was drinking is a big reason why I think I got a kidney infection. Because I was drinking like a lot of energy drinks. And specifically, the one that uh, that I drink is like souped up tea and lemonade, basically. But I had a nest tea in Canada, and it tasted exactly like it. So I was like, "Oh hell, I'll just go back to the states and get that." And then I was like, "What flavor was it?" It was just lemon. It was just lemon. The tea. Lemon flavor. Lemon okay. Flavor and you tea. liked that? Oh, I loved it. Loved it. <laughs> loved it. It was great. But the peach one is better. I, I like peach just fine. Sure, why not? I eat the peach, drink the peach, whatever, whatever it may be. Who peach flavor all is of, better? All of it. Love that peach flavoring. It's I'm I'm all about it. But uh yeah, I I was very afraid I was gonna die of a kidney infection. So uh please don't <laughs> I'm glad that, yeah, I'm glad that I didn't. Uh I was very, very fortunate that it didn't get worse than it. You than were it did. addicted to energy drinks, seriously. I mean, I worked a lot. I guess it's like you don't, you not... don't drink coffee. You do, you drink like energy drinks. So, I love the smell of coffee so much. Like coffee smells so good. It's my favorite smell in the world. Especially um, got... with a cigarette, you have no idea. I wouldn't know about that. I really don't know. I wouldn't I know about it either anymore. I just smoke crack. That's it. I just smoke okay. good old crack. Uh, Jennifer says, uh, did you check Walmart? That's where I had to grab it in Frankfurt. You know what? I, I will go out there today and actually check because that's how that's how serious I am about finding this. This is weird. And, like, Nesty is everywhere here. Like, and, there's, a, there's, a, there's a grocery store right in front of my apartment building which has four things and one of them is Nesty. So, like, lemon tea here isn't, like, a big, big thing. Because in the South, and I'm sure, Rob, I'm sure you've seen this too, like just sweet tea is big in the South. But it's not really tea. It's like sugar, water, brown. That's it. It's like a, just a highly sugared brown drink. That's it. That's, That's it. what nest tea is. No, it's, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. I'm sure that our nest tea is way different than yours because May, everything sure. is grosser in Bulgaria. So. Well, I mean, in, in Canada, things are so much different too. Like if you buy like a candy bar or something, like the sugar content is so much lower. Cereal especially. Cereal is way, way, way different. And yeah, you wouldn't know. You don't know about this. But it's so magic much different. Game, yeah, magic yeah, that's different. Great. <laughs> but Ethan Page once told me like he would get his cereal in the States and bring it up. So, oh, this little this little clown down here wants me to pick him up again. Not happening. Not happening, buddy. Damn it. No way. No way. Mm -mm. So you're finally home? One would actually assume that you'll get some rest. 
I'll sleep tonight for sure. I will sleep tonight, but uh, yeah, I I woke up at three fifty this morning and went to the airport and slept like two or three minutes here and there. But woof, woof, it was miserable. Um, but the city's wonderful. Loved it. That was great. See, Jennifer yeah, but- says Nesty is hard to get in the U.S. versus Canada. Seriously. <clears throat> This I is so that. weird. It's everywhere here in Bulgaria, like everywhere. We have it in our bar. <laughs> so, by the way, you know the the battles I've had trying to send you your birthday gift that I got you, right? I think you just gave up. <laughs> oh no! I, they first off they they sent it back once because my handwriting was illegible. <laughs> then a couple times, I think you're that kind of person. Yeah, they With tried to tell me it would take like a hundred dollars to ship a book. I was and I was like, why? And they go, Bulgaria's postal system. And I was yeah. like, well, that that checks out at least. That's exactly what Maggie has told me before. <laughs> but like I was gonna send uh our former podcaster Anna Bauer. She ordered a poster over here and was like, Hey, will you send it to us? And we went to go ship them both. And they're like, Yeah, it'd be like a hundred dollars a pop for each. And I was like, What's going on here? What are you all smuggling into my packages? This isn't right. This isn't normal. We, yeah. I'll have, yeah. Hmm. I'll have to fix <laughs> it for you. I sent, I got her a care package. A huge ass package. Yeah. A huge package. Well, thank you. And then you also got a package. Everybody um, loves a huge package. Yeah. 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 So everybody it, loves a huge package. But, That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I got cereal. I'm not the one to complain. Yeah. So, what did you think of this? Did you like love the cereal? Uh, it was weird because it was just uh, something sweet that's crunchy, and it <laughs> yeah. was, and, and it started <laughs> doing stuff in my mouth. <laughs> God, no. It was so weird. Okay. No, I, I never did. <laughs> yeah. I never tried cereal before. <laughs> wow. A friend Tom, Tom Talks Rubbish says uh, Tom needs to be here more often. Great chemistry with Rob and Maggie. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, listen, sometimes huge packages will do special things in people's mouths. In and, <laughs> and that's just the way that it goes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to explain it to people so that they can get the idea of what it is to eat cereal for the first time, okay? Like I'm so, sure that none of you remember what it was like, okay? Have, for a while, we, we pulled it uh, after a while, but one of our most popular videos was uh, Hikaru Shida eating a Reese's cup for the first time. And, like, her mind was blown. And I, I, I always ate the Reese's on, on live on the air for the first time. I like, mean, I know. So, I mean, like what for you, was it as mind blowing? Like I felt like she went, holy shit. But for like, do you crave one? Do you, are you like, man, I'd love another one of those. I would, <laughs> I'm not going to say it live on the air, but like, I, I would, I would probably, <laughs> probably, do stuff for that, yes. Maggie's, <laughs> Maggie's, Maggie's here in Canada and Bret Hart. 
Chris, Chris sends a super chat that says Maggie's hair is more over in Canada than Bret Hart. Jesus, Maggie. I think I broke Sean. I'm sorry. <laughs> you should you should like do your hair like Bret Hart's and like just put motor oil in it. Like yeah. that's what his always looked like. Eric sends us a super it's, chat. It's like he didn't make a like it's different. I think I missed another one. So yeah, I, I think that they're actually started to to have Reese's in one certain supermarket, which is nowhere near me. But as I said, I would do things for Reese's, so it's probably going to work out. <laughs> okay, well, we know that now. As everybody goes to buy Reese's on Amazon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be paying those, those $100 shipping fees yeah. real yeah. quick. Chris says, would Maggie rather see the Good Brothers team with AJ Styles or take 10 power bombs each from Wardlow? Tough choice, to be honest. No, I said that already. One certain special power bomb. Yeah, I know. You dirty. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, well, I only need one. I'm a simple one. Yeah. <laughs> Filthy. This is what our show is, Sean. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have some more oversight on the stuff that is. No, you really shouldn't. <laughs> you really should. Please don't watch the rest of it. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Subi, one one thing not hard not to find is clippable moments here. That is true. Thank you. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Never. I didn't miss any other ones here. Molly Bell's here. Hi, Molly. Hi. Love Molly Bell. Yep. Absolutely. So wonderful. Uh, do you want us to talk about Dynamite now? Yeah, let's talk about it. Sure. I'm here for a little bit longer. Let's how was that it. how was that crowd for Renee? Because awesome. it looked awesome on TV, man. And it was it was amazing and um like I just want to say completely separate of me. Renee's always been great to me professionally. Like she and John Moxley did something incredibly nice for a very good friend of mine this week um, and help, help them out an awful lot. And it speaks a lot to what kind of people that they are. And I don't want to like put necessarily what they did on blast, but it was something very kind and very generous. And um, those, those two people are just really, really good people. But man, Renee, I, I was actually uh, chatting with her about it a little bit. Like we <laughs> Toronto is my, like my second home. It's her first home. And then Cincinnati, I grew up around there. Now she's moved there. So we both got a couple like home field shows here. Like I'm I'm there like as a spectator. Her first two back, like she gets to go back home. Then she gets to be 10 minutes away from her house. I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. She's doing stuff with the Cincinnati Bengals now, which I think is incredible. I'm surprised that she was that a lot of NFL teams didn't have her do stuff. But Renee is just such a welcome presence. I have never hundreds of wrestlers that you speak to about anybody you don't hear them say anything bad about renee she's she is the type of person that you want on your team and i think it was very smart for them to get her yeah oh absolutely i was i was uh rather sh like and in, in maybe you would know because i know you reported it on select but i was really surprised like i thought wwe would have made a like right away type thing like once triple h got back or in charge, I thought maybe that would have been one of the, if he would have maybe tried to get her right away. I, so, I really, 
Uh, I want to give Louis Dangor credit because he actually, uh, I had heard Friday night that Renee was likely headed to AEW. I don't think it's an accident that I got that information right after it was announced that John Moxley had re-signed with AEW. I think that was, I think that was intentional. I think that was intentional, but I, I wanted to reach out to her, be like, Hey, confirming this. Just want to give you a heads up by the way. But, um, I talked to Louie the next day before I ran the story after I got it confirmed by more people. And he's like, Hey, I'm hearing that Renee got offered a WWE thing or they reached out to her and, um, she's not doing it and likely going to AEW. So Louie was on, on top of that. And I hadn't even heard about the, the WWE aspect of it, but it made an awful lot of sense within context. And, um, yeah, she's uh, she's the type of person you want. I mean, look at Kathy Kelly. They brought her back as like as soon as they could, and she's really really good. You want her on your team as well. But it, it's you know, I'm gonna wait because I'll have more on some stuff about that on FightfulSelect.com. I'll, I'll wait. But uh, there there's some more to an awful lot of these. There is a very real like talent war uh, going on, and people like getting to negotiate and leverage and decide what's what works best for them and what doesn't work best for them. I really love it. Yeah, that's awesome. You looked incredibly happy when she when she got out. The yeah. crowd absolutely lost it. And uh I kind of I kind of feel like if if she's going to do like only backstage interviews, like I don't think that's going to be enough for me. Like if she sits backstage and does sit down interviews with people, like kind of, kind of like, I don't know, oral sessions, but not like that because, like, it's I w- I would be like I would prefer if she kept the oral sessions to herself because she has a good thing going on. And uh, if I don't know, do, do you think that it's it's going to be something more than that? Like I'm not saying like. Well, join she's not going to. She ain't getting WWE. Yeah, I, I would love for her to join commentary eventually. Yeah, and okay, I, eventually, but not now. Yeah, I think that she can do a lot of things. You got, you got Brian Danielson on that roster. You can do Talking Smack again, but with I love them, that. I love yeah. that. I mean, I they have it. such they have such good chemistry. You can do yeah. an interview show like Unfiltered with her. You can do preview or post shows with her. She's such a warm presence that people want to watch when she's on the screen. Um, I, I look at at the commentary thing. And I know a lot of people look back at that and they're like, Oh, well she didn't add anything to WWE commentary. Well, nobody does as a third person. Like unless you're Bobby, the brain Heenan, you're not going to add a whole lot as a third person in that booth because you can't get a word in edgewise. I would love to see her get some reps as a color commentator. I would love to see her just in a two person scenario, get an, get an opportunity here and there doesn't have to and not, not only that you don't have somebody screaming in your ear and telling you that you screwed everything up i mean she was pretty transparent about one time she said like one little thing wrong i think about tyson fury and um and said that like vince was yelling at her about messing the whole angle up like come on like i think that she can excel in almost anything that she tries and I wouldn't be surprised if in the future she she tries like a little bit on dark or something like that. Yeah, like look how good Tom Hannifan is doing on Impact. 
when he's yeah. allowed to actually be a normal commentator for once. It's it's completely transformed the show for me. It's made it yeah. so much more enjoyable with him as him as a commentator. Yeah, and I look at Michael Cole how much like how much people yeah. like him like now like it's amazing. I miss him with Pat. Like oh, I, yeah. I really miss Pat on commentary. I really do. I need him right. back. Get him back in December, I assume. I, yeah. I assume that's when we get them back. I don't know. I, it's, is that what you're thinking, Sean? We'll get them back after college football? Or? Yeah, I think you know, it'll probably take a couple weeks and then come back. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's good. I, I do miss him, though. I like him. Me too. He was so good. Like he's, He brings such he brings such color to that, that program. And it... Like, we haven't seen Nakamura ever since Pat <laughs> There you go. And I don't know what the hell's up with him. I don't know what's what's going on with him. Uh, so the Sean Spears reaction. Wow. That, um, that was uh, that was cool. That was good. Good for him. Um, I'm gonna like need how- more explanation as to why Wardlow was so quick with the handshake and the hug. Like I'm fine with that. Like they didn't have like a blood feud between them like warlow didn't power bomb his ass like a thousand times on the mat i'm fine but like why like i'm gonna need an explanation as to why sonia deville actually like forgot everything she had with mandy rose and then like just went back to nxt and decided to help her i'm gonna need an explanation about that as well but like, if I have to be like cri- critical about Sonya and, and Mandy Rose, I have to be critical about about this as well. I'm just gonna need it to be like mentioned and explained in under thirty seconds. I'm completely fine with that. Yeah, but I love Charles Spears being back. And th- this is why you hire a guy like Rob Fee to be director of long term creative. That way, they make sense of this. That uh, you, you do, you you have some continuity. And I think AEW could probably, I mean, I know that AEW picks the brains of some people for continuity aspect and things like that, but I would like to believe that they will make sense of this. Um, And uh, Sean Spears said that a loss in his family is why he's been out and want to send our love to him and his family for that. Uh, that, That's horrible. He's soon to be a father. um, So I hope that, like you don't have to explain his absence through those things because that's personal stuff. And, and he had, you know, he was gracious enough to, to share that information with, with the world, but just make it make sense on screen. Like maybe MJF was the bad apple, like the bad egg there. And that fixed everything. But I just, I just want it to make sense. If you make it make sense, I will probably like it no matter what, just because I want to like wrestling. Yeah, they, like Wardlow was a bit hesitant, hesitant to you know to approach him. That's fine, but like I'm gonna need a, a bit more than five seconds of. Uh, it's, yeah, for sure, for Kaden, sure. Caden says to uh, check your notes, Sean, and go through your notes. I don't. I ain't doing that. I don't know what he's talking about. He said something about listing your boy. So. Nope, not doing that. <laughs> don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I know. Okay. What? We have zero control over our own show, Rob. What the yeah. hell is going on? Um. Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea what that meant, but 
Uh, Caden says, yesterday as rough. Yesterday was rough. Thanks for helping today, guys. You're welcome, hope, buddy. Hope that it's better, and then I hope you have another day tomorrow, Caden, that is also terrible, but not mentally. I just hope, like, you step in puddles. I hope your shoes get untied. I hope you get stains on your shirt, things like that. Like, nothing really bad, but just enough to inconvenience you enough to where you're like, today could have been better. Why do you talk to him as if he's Chris Van, Chris Van Vliet? He wishes he was Chris Van Vliet. And he I wishes he was. Everyone wishes. I'm not saying a lot. Obviously, a lot of people wish they were Chris Van Vliet. Not me, because I go to Chris Van Vliet's house and I use all the toilet paper and just leave one square there for him. That way, he uses that one square and it's just messy. Um, so You're I don't wish yourself. You said that on Quizlemania already. No, I, did. I didn't say that one. I didn't say that you one. You said that. No, no, absolutely not. And then I replace all of his wet wipes because you got to use wet wipes. You're not clean with ones that have things that he's allergic to in them. So. <laughs> Jesus. You don't need to use wet wipes if you have a day. Oh, is this how you yeah. pronounce that? Everybody has a B day out here, like, but not a bidet. <laughs> it's how it's pronounced in Bulgarian, okay? Actually, I thought you said a V first. So I'm like, a what? Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I know. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So, how would you know? I mean, well, I like... yeah, I thought you, yeah. Mm. Uh, so the okay. hangman and uh, Moxley promo, huh? Like yeah, there we go. That was something. I love that. I mean, hangman knocking the crap out of himself, but yeah. I, but Moxley saying that he has respect for somebody carries so much weight, right? It it carries an awful lot, and I love without mentioning Punk, without mentioning anybody else. He says to my face, and we know what that means. And I believe Hangman has the right to say that because Hangman was the most like just he was like a, a just caught a stray there like constantly like that guy's so nice to people. But uh, I thought this was good without them making each other look bad. They got me really excited for a match where I know I'm pretty sure Moxley's winning that match. Um, so he must win the it. match, right? He's got to in Cincinnati. That place will blow up. <laughs> Yeah, but like, uh, I'm I'm not saying about uh, it's about the Cincinnati angle. I'm saying that it, about MJF. Like they've been building towards that. Yeah. Like MJF hasn't said anything about Hangman. That's I mean that's true too. That's true too. But I mean maybe he's overlooking Hangman, and I would love. I think there's there's some good story there too, and the fact that that MJF has overlooked Hangman. Yeah. They, and they got yeah the story is there too, but like. They would have left breadcrumbs in there for that for that type of story because like he did he was there like in the in the what do you call it on the in on the upper seat <laughs> yeah. yeah thank you uh yeah okay uh during the whole promo he like did the whole facial expression that's fine like you need to build towards that like is it is it next week is it next Tuesday yeah yes it is. Yeah, okay, so NXT are build, building towards an episode. 
which is going to run right next to AEW Dynamite. Is that is that why there's so many main roster talent going to NXT next week? I mean, perhaps, but they were already going to do that. Like there was already going to be a lot of crossover between NXT and Raw and SmackDown. That was actually a, a story I had delayed, and then by the time I ran it, it was like, well, duh, of course it's going to keep happening. Uh, but they really like that that a lot of the main roster talent can get first off, they can get looks at this younger talent. They can help them. They can help boost the ratings. It's, it's like a very beneficial thing for NXT because if you don't watch NXT for three weeks, you might tune in and you don't know who half the people on that show are like at any given time, because it, the, the turnover is so significant right now. So it's good to have like a, a Sonya Deville pop up there a Nikki ASH, a Dewdrop, especially these wrestlers who maybe aren't getting the reps that they should on Raw and SmackDown. You go there, they can help out, they can evaluate talent, and they can maybe give a little bit of a viewership boost too. Okay, so who do you think Roxy and uh, Corey J pick to fight? Oh, gosh. The other one? I mean, it's got to be Natalia and probably, I don't know, either, either Piper and Niven or Tamina? I think Raquel would be a good one. Yeah, but she was just there. Like I know. I literally... that's, what they, that's what they do, though. They love doing that. But and then, then an established thing. lose to one of them? Because they have to lose. You know? Natalia could lose. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And yeah. so, so can Piper and Niven, and so can Tamina. Sure. Why are they build, always saying, oh, Tamina? Like, and she always loses. Like, <laughs> Poor, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, we got to wrap up the show, but real quick, uh, we want to say congratulations to Drew, who got married today. Yes, congratulations. Um, I'm so happy. This is so nice. I love love. Yay. Yes. Congratulations to him. And then uh, our Cooper effect uh, was going to be for uh, D'Lo Diggs, who's going to be on Coexisting After Dark um, next on Fightful Select, so definitely check that out. He's he's going to be awesome to talk to. And um, we're going to save our co our uh, other Cooper effect for next week. Um, that's a great story. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I promise not to cry. <laughs> uh, but uh, Maggie, tell everybody where they can find you. You can find... Oh, crap. <laughs> it doesn't say anything. You can follow me on Twitter at Maggie underscore IK and on Instagram at Maggie.IK. Sean, I don't have Twitter. Okay, you're done with that. I forgot. You, you <laughs> Good to see off. you guys. Thank you all for having me on. Thanks, buddy. Um, and you can follow me at Rob Wilkins on Twitter. Um, you have time to tell some jokes. Okay, well, I didn't know. Well, I just thought we were running late. So uh, you can yeah, follow me on. Okay, I got it. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Rob Wilkins. Otherwise, on uh, Instagram at Fightful Rob. Uh, let's do some jokes. Maggie, please. Have you ever tried archery blindfolded? You don't know what you're missing. <laughs> do you do you know why you don't make soup with 239 beans? Why? Because one more would make it too farty. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
I ate a kid's meal at McDonald's today. His mom was really angry. <laughs> I saw that one coming. So good. My wife is threatening to throw me out at out of the house because of my obsession of acting like a news anchor. I'll tell you more right after this. <laughs> <laughs> that one I couldn't even do with a street face. I just loved it. <laughs> okay, I love it. <laughs> My wife and I were having a huge argument about how it's how whose turn it is to do the laundry. Finally, I threw in the towel. <laughs> My wife has been missing for a week. <laughs> the police have told me to prefer prefer for the worst. So uh, I went to the donation center to get her stuff back. <laughs> uh, my kid asked me if trees poop. I told him, how do you think we get number two pencils? That was not the best, but oh, I liked oh. it. <laughs> uh, I think we had another super J here. Uh, da, 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 da. We do. Let me grab it here. Throwback sends a super chat that says, What's up, guys? Baby Brody says hi, and also just bring it. He is becoming a fan of all three of you. Who do you see being a surprise at War Game? Oh, we just answered that. War Game. Oh, Roxy. At War Games, Roxy, Raquel, and Cora, Rhea. Hope you guys come to Boston. I unfortunately. Oh yeah, don't. like I, I don't know if I can come uh, go to a different city in my own country, but fine, I'll come to Boston. I'd love to be in Boston, but I, that ain't yeah. that's not gonna happen. Um, war games. I right now I don't know. Um, I'm completely just. Yeah, no it's it, it, it's it's gonna be a while until uh, Survivor Series and uh, and War Games. Like it's yeah. gonna take a while. Yeah, that I mean that one is really hard. Like to it's really to, hard to predict from now until you know later. If I had to say anything right now, I would I would think if if they don't, I would think danger uh, damage control would have something to do with it. But they need to pile some wins on. Yeah, they because have to you figure cannot, out. yeah, you cannot have like this really important faction who loses all the time. Like that's not that's not how how you do it. Like the moment we we're we're also uh you know so happy to have women's wrestling mean something again. It doesn't mean anything now. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, before we go, Maggie, um, I know like we both wanted to talk about impact real quick. Uh, the uh, bound for bound for glory, yeah. Bound for glory, yes. Last last week, probably my one of my favorite pay per views of the year, as I expected it to be. What an amazing show! Frankie Kazarian against uh, Speedball Mike Bailey. Holy crap! I did not see that coming. I didn't see yeah. Frankie Kazarian X Division champion. Jordan Grace and Marsha Slamovich had the, my favorite women's match of the year by a long shot. These two are running shit up, okay? Yeah. Two of my favorite women's wrestlers right now. Jordan Grace is phenomenal. She is so at the top of my list right now. She's such an inspiration, and she believe, believed in herself, and she did everything that she had to. I love her for that. I will never stop saying that. Jordan Grace deserves the world. I'm so happy that she's champion. And that match, I don't think ever anything would top that match until the rest of the year. 
we're going to talk about this match at, at our last episode for the year when we probably will talk about our favorite matches. I'm going to talk about this match here. Well, guys, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and we'll be over on Fightful Select for Coexisting After Dark. And um, just so you never forget, it's very important that you always... Sacrifice! 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 I have to. I have to. Happy anniversary! Well, yeah, I, I should do that. Happy anniversary! <laughs> we'll see you guys later. See you on Fightful Select. Bye-bye.